football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, technical difficulty-ing co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? I, I, I am having technical difficulties, as as you as you mentioned. I'm now speaking into a webcam, if, <laughs> if that uh, really just summarizes the, the, the amount of struggle that's going on. The the people's mic, my little Samsung mic, seems to have gone on the fritz. And I know you'll be shocked uh, by this since I paid eleven dollars for it four years ago. Um, but uh, I maybe it's time, maybe JJ, to use some of the millions in Patreon money to buy myself a real microphone. That's right. So. Uh, we recorded the first two minutes of this show, uh, and then we just said, we'll just start over. Uh, so Denny decided to plug in this webcam. He said, I- I'm just going to use this. It has decent audio. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So he plugs in the webcam, but when he plugs it in, the video feed automatically goes to the webcam. So I'm just staring up <laughs> Denny's nostrils the instant that he plugs this thing in. So for all of you who are uh, our patrons... Uh, we will post. I took screenshots of Denny's face. I'll post it to the Patreon page. Too. And that, that's probably the best reason to become a patron ever. You know. Yeah, yeah that that is that is the sole reason, Denny. The uh, sole reason. Yeah, I mean, for, forget about the early access to streamers. Forget about the kicker column. Forget about the updates throughout the week. You want to see up my nose? And thank God, by the way, I trimmed my nose hair exactly twelve hours ago. Yeah, with scissors, right? That's how you do it. With scissors, I don't. I do not do the the full razor now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on the full razor thing. That's that's just that's what I do. I'm I'm in it. I'm it in. Freaks me out, man. If we, I don't know. I know we we've had this discussion before. Uh, we've also sort of had this other discussion before, but no one heard it because we restarted recording. Right. Um, but we were talking about Richard Sherman and this whole fiasco with him and Baker Mayfield and the handshake that he thinks didn't happen. Uh, but it actually did. I mean, maybe Richard Sherman uh, at the beginning of games, and maybe this is a player thing. It's not like I've ever played in the NFL. Maybe when they're at the middle of the field, they're so hyped that they black out. They don't remember. It's possible. It's possible. But the, the story, his story is, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the Mayfield r- refused to shake his hand uh, when they were doing the coin flip. That's right. Okay. That he refu- and, that, and that was... That served as motivation for that defense to do what it did against the the Browns offense that night. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So uh, the problem, of course, is that every one who has an internet connection, and really even baby boomers who don't, um, (laughs) have seen the video where they clearly do some sort of handshake situation at midfield before the game between Mayfield and uh, Richard Sherman. Right. Handshake situation is also my favorite favorite song off of your new album. <laughs> off of, off of Boy Young Boy's new album. <laughs> yes, the handshake handshake situation. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a wild story though. Uh, I you know if if I want to go conspiracy theorist here, um, it's that Richard Sherman and Baker Mayfield are actually are, are boys. They're they're super tight. Uh-huh. 
And they're, I have no idea if that's true, but this is my conspiracy. <laughs> uh, they're super, super tight. And Baker played so poorly that he needed something to be off uh, storyline wise to be off of his game. And so Richard Sherman went out there and he just came up with this crazy story so that people would, because Richard Sherman, although Richard Sherman strikes me as someone who loves to say that he doesn't care, but he really cares. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you know, maybe, you know, to, to, to spin the conspiracy a, a little bit further, maybe Sherman told, uh, the Bosa kid about, about his snub at midfield. And that's why Bosa went absolutely ape during the entire game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What did you see? Uh, Richard Sherman basically tweeted, uh, I'm not owned. You're owned is, is essentially what he said. He said, people freaking out over a handshake gave me a good laugh. I will lose no sleep over it and have moved on to the next opponent. Uh, right. I, I lied and I got caught, but you're owned. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what a, what an insane, uh, that, that was an insane game first off. Uh, but also, yeah. uh, just an insane storyline to, to stem from it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, that was, a, that was a, a nice, uh, neat and little tidy, uh, a few snaps for you where, uh, Brita goes, goes 83 yards on the first, uh, on the first play from scrimmage for the Niners. Right. And, and you you did your little check mark on Twitter for that's right uh, for regression candidates, and then and then not long after it was check mark for uh, for Kittle, right? For George Kittle, it was a very good week for positive regression yeah. candidates, folks. You gotta you gotta pay attention to players who are doing a lot yardage wise who aren't scoring because they eventually score. Yeah, right. I mean, if the targets are there and the the air yards are there, uh, it's coming. It's gonna happen. I mean, not, not everybody's gonna go absolutely nuclear like will fuller but you know uh kittle had a kittle had a great game he was a top what top five tight end on the week top three yeah probably something like that uh by the way my home league i was playing against my dad and uh i was down by 23 points going into monday night i was basically i had like a one percent chance to win you know who i had left you had matt Breida, and i won that is that's devastating. I mean, to I, I know I don't try to put too much stock in the percentages uh, that they give you on Yahoo, but when you have like ninety plus percent, and yeah. and you can't pull it out, that is that's it's rough. horrifying. It's it's just it's just horrifying. I mean, I wonder I wonder if people get as mad at Yahoo for set, for for that win probability as they do on Twitter whenever analysts tweet win probability out because it is it's probability, right? Like it's right. obviously not a sure thing. But uh, I wonder if, if people get that tilted over it. But, I mean, it was an outlier game for Matt. You needed that to happen in order for – or I needed it to happen in order for me to get the 23 points. Right. I, I think the only group of people who understands probability less than football fans on Twitter uh, are uh, political observers who believe that uh, an 80% chance of someone winning an election uh, means that they, they're going to win it. Right. means that they can't they, – that they, means that they don't have to vote. Yeah, it means that that it's it's already in the bag, and we've seen that we've seen that before. Anyway, yeah. uh, all right. So let's look at what happened in Week Five from a streaming perspective. Uh, our streaming quarterbacks haven't been great so far this year. It's kind of a fringe QB one so far. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett did not come through uh, because of their their high T uh, offensive <laughs> approach in that game. Uh, he scored eleven fantasy points. Thank God he found the end zone on the <laughs> ground. 
Uh, Andy Dalton came through with 19 fantasy points. He was more uh, of the main streamer as well. Then Gardner Minshew had 21 fantasy points, another decent streamer last week. Deeper play was Chase Daniel. He scored 13 points. Um, So he actually did better than than, uh, Jacoby Brissett. So overall, not like the worst week in the world from from a quarterback streaming standpoint, but we're definitely lagging behind a little bit uh, versus, uh, previous seasons at tight end, Jimmy Graham, 7.1 points, Noah Fant, uh, 1.6, Noah Fant, just like, is he ever going to happen? Uh, it, it just, it, it's like, it was set up perfectly. And, but, but you, you knew that as soon as the Broncos got the lead, it was over for Fant. Yeah. Yeah. Defensively, we had Carolina. They had 14. That was a strong play. Tennessee had seven. Didn't kill your week. So not a bad, not a bad uh, week for defenses. I think defenses have been pretty good for us this year. Tight ends obviously suck, and quarterback we 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 have some ground to catch up. So Denny, we do. Speaking of quarterbacks, we have four of them for people to choose from. Why don't you kick things off? This would not be uh, living the stream in the year of our Lord 2019. Apologies for getting religious. Uh, without the mention of Gardner Minshew the second, who is still streamable. He's out there in about 80% of leagues. Obviously not yours, but everybody else's pretty much. Uh, The Jags are at home this week against the Saints. Um, First of all, as you pointed out on Twitter, and and I thought it was a very good post, uh, that Minshew is one of only three quarterbacks this season uh, who has posted at least 16 fantasy points in every single game. Is that correct? That's That's right. It's him... Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. Right. So we can say Minshew is exactly like Mahomes. That's amazing. Right, you know, right. You know. No, I'm kidding. But, but seriously, we, we, we talked last week uh, about Minshew as a really solid floor play. Probably not going to be you know, the ceiling type option uh, that we sometimes see with streaming quarterbacks. Uh, but then again, that's not really what we're going for here. You know, we, right. um, we, we will take uh, 16, 17, 18 points. And, um, and and in a game like last week where they actually had to chase points a little bit, uh, it, it can be even better. So um, Jacksonville is a one-point home favorite uh, here with a 22.5-point implied total. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, Minshew has at least 33 attempts in three of his four starts and multiple touchdowns in three of those four starts. He has n- uh, 19 rushing attempts as well. Uh, in his four starts with the Jags, uh, it's which I have in my notes. That's not nothing, JJ. Right, right. It's not nothing. And in fact, uh, he's averaged just over three fantasy points per game uh, via rushing, and that that's uh, you know not terrible. It, it kind of you know that would eliminate an interception, say plus plus some. Yeah. Um, so that that helps. It kind of reminds me how we used to talk about Alex Smith. Rest in peace. Uh, the Saints, meanwhile, are allowing 18.9 schedule-adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks. That's the ninth most in the league after five weeks. And only eight teams have allowed more passing yardage uh, than the Saints. That's in, in large part because teams are usually behind and, and having to play catch-up and uh, chasing points. Uh, against New Orleans. And I think, you know, as good as the Saints offense has looked recently, uh, I think that there's a pretty good chance that the Jags are not going to be in a position to kind of shut it down and, and play really conservative football here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I I actually think it's interesting that you brought up Alex Smith, uh, just from like a how Gardner Minshew is scoring points. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not 
as different. I mean, it's it's the high floor getting some rushing uh, in there. And by the mm-hmm. way, there have been eight quarterbacks so far this year um, who have uh, rushed for 100 or more yards. I believe Gardner Minshew is part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, of the eight, six of them are QB1s right now in fantasy football, and mm-hmm. all eight of them are top 15 quarterbacks. It's almost like the Konami code is a real thing. That's right. That's right. Uh, next quarterback. I think this guy's the top streamer this week. Um, probably, but it's Kyle Allen. Uh, the bucks, um, uh, the, the bucks secondary might be as bad as we thought it would be entering the season. Uh, week one, Jimmy Garoppolo, they looked fine. Week two, Cam Newton, they looked fine. But I think in hindsight, um, you know, it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo is lighting the world on fire. Cam Newton obviously was, was hurt. Um, and so since then, They've given up eight, or sorry, three straight top eight performances to Jared Goff, to Teddy Bridgewater, and to Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, and and Daniel Jones and Teddy Bridgewater played way above expectation um, with top five performances. So I think that we're you know it's a good matchup for Kyle Allen. I actually sort of like Greg Olson to bounce back in this game as well because Tampa Bay has been pretty bad against the tight end position. Um, so I think Kyle Allen uh, it sets up pretty well. Pretty high over under game. Uh, especially for this slate. I, I just think that he's a, a fairly safe option. Yeah, and with Olsen, by the way, I, I get a lot of questions on the Patreon page so far about uh, benching Olsen. I don't think you're benching Olsen. No, I, you're not benching Olsen this week. I, mean, I know that he had the goose egg last week. It, it, I had two separate lineups in season long this past week with Mike Evans and Greg Olsen. Oh, God. Like both of them. Yeah, that was fun. Who would have Mike Evans on their team? Mm. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm my, kidding. My, my two Mike Evans shares both have Greg Olson. Yeah, I've, I've never not had Mike Evans, just uh, yeah. for everyone wondering. By the way, guys, I, everyone should know that in the Apex League, the Apex Writers slash Expert mm-hmm. League, Denny and I are in first and second. That's right. We're both eight and two in that league right now. That's right. It's LTS dominance in that league. It would be great. It would be great if we could continue that. Oh, man. If we play in the championship, I actually don't know if we could podcast together anymore. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, all right, Denny. Why don't you? We have a we have one deep play this week at quarterback. Yeah, this is this is a desperation play. Okay, it's deep, deeper than Atlantis. <laughs> That's good. We should make that part of the show. Um, uh, it's, it's almost like we should talk about stuff before the show uh, to hammer <laughs> the stuff out. But um, Sam Darnold uh, and his spleen are back against the Cowboys. Sam, has someone has someone made a Sam Darnold spleen Twitter account? Oh, I'm sure they have, but but that meme with him, uh, with oh yeah, this, the words in the background, someone, someone made <laughs> so it. good. Someone made a spleen joke on it. It was so funny. <laughs> oh man, all his, right. His uh, by the way, he like his his like nihilism was really coming out in the in the uh, the the press conferences he had this past week. Oh he, right, like, right. I, I mean, he has a he has a, a dark outlook on life. He, right, he was talking about, um, like, I don't know if it's worth dying over. Yeah, but but he said it with such a straight, like, he sort of smirked. Like, it was like a, a weird, just a very strange way of, of, of basically saying, you know, actually, no, not even basically, straight up saying, I can die on a football field. It, Which, it, I mean, yeah. you can't blame him for not wanting to play. I, I wouldn't, if I had mono, I would take the year off. Is that is that how long it takes to recover? Well, I mean, I, apparently the recovery is what a month and a half, however long this yeah. is for for Sam Darnold. But like, if I if I per, like, I wouldn't want to risk my spleen 
bursting or whatever would happen and and dying on dying on the field yeah so hopefully that won't happen um if you're streaming if you're streaming Darnold this week uh but yeah so he's he's a desperation play the jets only have a 17 and a half point implied total and uh dallas allows the 10th fewest adjusted points to quarterbacks but volume might be on Darnold's side this week uh, only six teams this season have seen more pass attempts against them than the Cowboys. And and also Dallas is not really getting to the quarterback. They have a sack percentage of just over 5%, which is uh, 12th worst in the league. Uh, so I guess there's, you know, the possibility that the, the Jets offense opens up a little bit. I mean, the Jets offense literally can't be worse than it is right now. I mean, I think they're like 31st or 32nd in, in every major category. Um, yeah. And so, you know, maybe uh, Darnold's presence opens that up a little bit. Uh, you know, I think he's more of a, a super flex. I can't, I can't imagine being in a spot where you're, you're starting him in a 12-team, one-quarterback league. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And by the way, uh, the Jets' offense has been so bad that they've averaged 13.5 yards per drive this year, which is less than Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey have averaged per drive unbelievable that's like as as individual players i tweeted that out today and someone (laughs) responded i looked at it right before i got on the the, right before we started recording and he was like he was like well the jets offense is bad and christian mccaffrey's having a good year why even tweet this oh (laughs) okay buddy oh well that's a you know that's a fair point you know Uh, fair fair point that a single player is averaging more yards than an entire offense right all your point was that Hey guys, uh, I'm the first one to discover that Christian McCaffrey is having an excellent year. <laughs> right, right. That that was uh, your point. It's it's Twitter in a nutshell. Uh, I was I was also in back to back days. I was called uh, a Tom Brady slash New England Patriots hater, mm-hmm. followed by a Patriots fan Ooh. the very next day by a different person. Well, if that were true, you know, we wouldn't be partners. So that's right. That that that, that can't be true. Well, you know, this is what you get for having now eighty thousand. Twitter followers, you get just horrific mentions every every week. Can't you can't you just go to the verified uh, replies? You can, but then but then I wouldn't see you, Denny. And <laughs> <laughs> <Owned> again, <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> uh, so the last quarterback streamer. Uh, Denny was mentioning volume with Sam Darnold. I think that you have to be concerned. Like volume itself doesn't correlate super strongly week to week but it that that's given a floor uh usually i'm looking at 20 plus attempts whenever i'm doing that analysis and that's not guaranteed in run first offenses or some run first offenses like the minnesota vikings in particular Mm -hmm. Uh, we've seen Kirk cousins with not a lot of volume he's technically a streamer this week on espn he's only owned in in 25 percent of leagues denny and i are owned in every league league. uh but uh cousins um i'm kind of surprised that this over under is like 43 or 43 and a half Mm -hmm. i think I would think, you know, with, with, with two decent enough offenses going up against each other, I would think that would be a little bit higher. But then again, it, it does make sense because it's in Minnesota. Um, but the Eagles have allowed the 11th most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Only the Bucks and the Texans have faced more pass attempts. And that's that's what's key. That's what we're looking for with Kirk Cousins and why we'd be afraid to not use Kirk Cousins is because he threw 10 passes one game this year. Um, so I, I think that the matchups there... 
Um, and I, you know, I, I think it just depends on how pass heavy and maybe the script goes negative for Minnesota, but how pass heavy this Minnesota Vikings offense ends up being. Um, but we know the weapons are there. We know that Kirk cousins has a, has a, a ceiling of, of, of two or three touchdowns easily. So, um, I don't, I don't think he's a bad but, option. I would put him maybe a little bit below Kyle Allen, but kind of in that same tier. I mean, they, they didn't stop being uh, run obsessed last week. It's just that, uh, they had they got a lead first, so that, I think they passed it like twenty two or twenty three times in the first half, yeah. and then they passed it I believe four times in the yeah. entire second half. Yeah, and hopefully this game's closer. I think it will be closer. I mean Philadelphia is good, so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we started with quarterback this week, but we need to we need to get back in the uh, <laughs> in the swing of doing like defenses first because that's 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 how we've traditionally done things. But but not this week because this week is the the, the this can we can we not spend much time on defense this week, please? Yeah, this is going to be we're not going I'm not going going to go through 15 stats about why you need to play this defense because this is as I said on the Patreon page an apocalyptic week. This is probably the worst defensive streaming week that I can ever remember in fantasy yeah. football. Yeah, because really, like, there's no... And JJ and I, like, talked for a while today about any other option that we could give, right? Right. I mean, you know, because we desperately wanted to say, you can go with these two teams or this alternative. But we, we can't in good conscience do that because somehow Miami and Washington playing each other are the best streaming options. Yeah. Washington's the number one streaming option. I don't know if you have any any data on this, Denny. I, I, I mean, I just have that Miami gives up almost 20 schedule-adjusted fantasy points to yeah. to opposing defenses, and no one else is even in that that universe, that range. Right, right exactly. The, the one thing that I'm fearful of with this game is that Miami's coming off a bye, and they're playing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and Washington's not very good, but the one thing that we can feel better about is Bill Callahan is taking over for, uh, Jay Gruden as head coach. Jay Gruden's going to be smoking all the weed that he wants. <laughs> wow. That's, that, that's a hot take coming from you. I mean, well, look, everyone saw the video. Everyone. My dad thinks it's a fake. Like a fake blunt or a fake video? <laughs> no, no. My dad thinks it's like a deep fake, like from the CIA or something. Oh, I mean, well, someone definitely leaked that knowing what was about to happen. Oh, you're right. Oh, God. that That's definitely for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, Jay Gruden's gone. Uh, he was he – was there, there was a, this one clip that I saw online about how uh, he was doing a segment with local guys um, about – I think Chris Cooley was in it, but uh, – they called it something rather hot seat, like Bob's furniture hot seat or something uh-huh. like that was the segment. And then as the season went on last year, they took out the word hot seat in, in the segment that Jay Gruden was doing. And Jay Gruden was just like a completely great sport about it. Like he's like, look, it's professional football. This is what happens. It's fine. Which I, I thought was kind of cool. He seemed to take it really well for a guy who was called in to be fired at 5 a.m. on a yeah. Monday. You know, which is the most brutal thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's rough. So anyway, this Washington Miami game, uh, Callahan wants to run the football. Like he openly said, he's like, oh, I think that that Washington, I think that this team is uh, last in the league in rush attempts this year. We can't have that or something like that. And it's like, well, it's it's game script. You, You can't be an NFL head coach and not realize that you have to realize that. Uh, but he doesn't because NFL head coaches are bad. So, uh, I worry. About, I I like that part of the game where it could be lower scoring. They could run the ball a little bit, yada yada yada. But at the same time, Miami's coming off a bye, 
And if they look better in some way, shape or form, uh, that could be a little bit scary, but even still, it's hard to imagine a scenario where this game just like shoots out and there's no sloppy offense. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's gotta be turnovers, right? I mean, no matter who starts for Washington, um, you know, the Dolphins being at home, coming off a bye, playing against a team in total disarray like Washington kind of makes me lean toward the Dolphins as yeah. as the play. I, I, I don't know. I just I, I just think Washington's a better defense. So it's it's to me, it's just that's the play. Yeah. But, yeah. but look, they're both they're both shaky. Um, Washington's favorites. uh the favorites in this game i mean that's just the direction i would go yeah i mean there's a, a lot of this is a high variance play as the experts say uh and and mostly if your question is should i play this defense over washington or miami the answer is probably yes yeah probably yeah uh all right so tight end this week we have three of them uh the first one gerald everett uh is probably the most obvious i think that he's like a friend he's probably like a fringe tight end one at this point because tight end's so bad uh but he saw 19 targets over the last two games he has a double digit target share in three of his uh, of his five games this year obviously uh he didn't really hit that whenever tyler higby was hurt um but uh brandon cooks concussed right now Uh, i don't know what his status is i haven't really seen much on it but um, if, if he's out, then that's uh, one fewer mouth to feed, if you will. Um, I know people are cringing at me saying that. But uh, Gerald Everett, I, I just think, you know, from a volume perspective, it should be there. Um, and he's just a, a decent play. Um, someone on this podcast has Gerald Everett in their LTS League lineup. Wow. And it's definitely you because I drafted Jared Cook. I, I definitely have him. And uh, he, he he put up a big number against Seattle and I subsequently uh, got my ass beaten because uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, was uh, victimized by you know running the damn ball so that's right I'm I'm not bitter about it all right so my guy is like a deep 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 play okay this is deep this is also deeper than Atlanta but but we do have a reason okay and and I and I put I put Virgil Green who who used to be a thing by the way yeah, you know, briefly, uh, on this show at least, <laughs> as far as streaming goes, uh, we we have him on here this week because, uh, mostly because he ran 34 pass routes for the Chargers. I should have mentioned, by the way, that Green plays for the Chargers now because I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> uh, so Virgil Green ran 34 pass routes last week against Denver. Uh, he, I said, oh, by the way, he plays for the Chargers now, so I, I was going to get to that. Uh, L.A. probably won't have to throw a ton this week like they did last week when they were chasing points inexplicably against Denver. Uh, But they do have an implied total of 24.25 points, which is pretty nice. And uh, Pittsburgh this season, although they're not allowing a ton of tight end production as far as yardage and uh, touchdowns, they are giving up an average of 4.8 tight end receptions per game. Uh, So if Green gets the start, and is the primary, uh, you know, route running tight end uh, for LA. Uh, I think you could do worse. Yeah, I think Gerald Everett's a obviously oh, yeah. much better play for anyone thinking. And and I, I think this next guy is too. I think Chris Herndon. You can at least throw a dart and hope for the best. Um, if he ends up playing, uh, it's really just based on ambiguity. Um, it's Sam Darnold's back. 
Dallas is a fringe bottom 10 team against tight ends. Um, it's risky, though, because he hasn't played. But last year, only 10 tight ends had more top 12 performances than Chris Herndon had. And he didn't really get involved you know, early on. And he was a rookie last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he's actually one of 28 rookie tight ends in NFL history to have 500 or more receiving yards. So Chris Herndon might just be good. Who knows? So I think that he's... A, a better dart throw than like a Virgil Green or someone like, you know, like a Ricky Seals Jones or something mm-hmm. who didn't. Denny and I were probably going to talk about Ricky Seals Jones, but he just wasn't involved in the, in the Browns offense uh, on Monday. He only ran eight routes, but That's right. um, I, I think I think Chris Herndon is is a decent enough dart throw. He's kind of a deeper play. Gerald Everett's the the alpha of the tight ends this week. Alpha. Yeah, not the beta. Not like me, but the we, we took we removed Ricky Seals Jones from the tight end streaming lineup because a he only ran eight pass routes in a in a pass heavy script against against the Niners and so it's it's really not clear if it's him or Demetrius Harris who is going to be like the primary route running tight end on on a given week um but I I wouldn't outright dismiss RSJ if you if you really are um, desperate I think he's as much a desperation play as green honestly yeah uh, so to recap, we have the slop fest uh, with Miami and Washington at defense. Chris Herndon, Gerald Everett at tight end, mostly maybe Virgil Green if you're uh, really, really desperate. And then deep play of Sam Darnold at quarterback with Gardner Minshew, Kyle Allen, and Kirk Cousins uh, as the the more primary streamers. All right, Denny, uh, before we get to the questions this week, uh, you know, we mentioned last week about uh, Bethany Peters, one of our listeners, uh, being uh, talking about high E. Because because of the 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 high tea talk that's been going on <laughs> around social media and on this podcast uh, before, so I believe you have some instances of what is yeah. high and low e or just high e. Um, but before you do that, I want to give her a shout because she's going to be participating in the Chicago Marathon. Uh, I think this weekend, and she's trying to raise some money, a lot of money. Um, so definitely check out a site if you guys can donate even a dollar, it'd be helpful. It's teamworldvision.org slash participant slash Bethany L. Peters. So it's teamworldvision.org slash participant slash Bethany L. Peters. So help a fellow loyal LTS listener out and good luck in the marathon. That's right. right and, we'll, and we'll tweet that out on the Living the Stream yeah. uh, Twitter account. And I'll put it on the Facebook page for the Facebook truthers. But yeah. So, you know, low T, high T. It's been a thing on, on Twitter for a while. And Bethany asked last week, um, what about, you know, high E, high estrogen uh, right. moves in fantasy football? I said I didn't feel, uh, you know, totally qualified uh, to, to get into that. And I asked her maybe to come up with, with a few examples. So she she did because she, uh, she is a loyal listener, if nothing else. And also, by the way, the other three women who listened to the show found Bethany on Twitter this week. And it was an LTS ladies uh, event on it's great on, it's the on, best online i couldn't believe it all all the all the nerdy uh lts listener dudes were uh, freaking out um including myself so all right so here, here's here's from bethany okay uh you may be high e this is uh, this is like a jeff foxworthy thing you may be high e if you draft players because they are good looking I, I, that that actually sounds reasonable and that means that jimmy garoppolo is going at the 101 that's right yeah Absolutely. Incredibly good. Joe Flacco, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, of course. You, Joe Flacco. Ridiculously <laughs> good looking. Um, you may be high E if you chase points, i.e. 
<laughs> way way last week's players score higher than matchup. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. You may be high E if you are so lawyer, so loyal to your players that you won't trade them or drop them if they are underperforming. Uh, I you know, I don't know what that qualifies as, but that's that's a real that's a real thing. I mean, that's take that's take lock. Yeah, it's definitely take you know, lock. That's take lock. I'll do a couple more here. Uh you may be you may be high E if you avoid players due to disapproval of their off the field activities, e.g. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott. That you know, that's true. I, I it's 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 a high E low T move. A high yeah, high yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, if you if you log on, you will see uh, the high testosterone dudes are in your face about Tyreek Hill. He didn't do anything. The rule of law, uh, you know, uh, guilty. I mean, pre- innocent until proven guilty. Blah blah blah. This and that. So, and then the last one is uh, you may you may be high E if you fill out every starting roster position before drafting bench players <laughs> yeah that's that's a good I, one you know i i don't i, I don't want to say that you know high e equals woman equals doing these these things that are not great for fantasy but that that is definitely uh a thing in fact in fact i would actually after thinking about it for one second here i would say the high t dudes are just as likely to to do that because they want the best of the best that's right. You that's, know, that's the, that's the Kenny Darter. Yeah, right? right, right. You 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 need to fill out the the starting lineup, and you forget you forget about uh, your backup running backs and and wide receivers. You get your kicker first. You get your defense first. You know. That's right. Well, thank you, Bethany, for that, and we'll tweet out those links so people can donate before the big race this weekend. Denny, let's get to the questions on Twitter. This one's from last week, but I think that we need to talk about it. I kept it uh, around for this this week's show. This is from at Adam K. Shin. Please help. What is the correct way to hold a fork when cutting food? Like you hold a spoon with the prongs up or prongs down with your index finger along the handle? I mean, isn't there only one way? Okay, what's your way? Prongs down with my finger on the... Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a prongs down person. What's the other way? prongs up i guess like a spoon and you're cutting it but it, it seems like you're so i'm i'm left-handed when i eat uh i'm left-handed when i write and eat but when i play sports right-handed i'm weird. Oh, okay um but so when I'm, I'm i'm doing it right now and it's very awkward with my left hand holding the fork and and having the prongs up it's like a very awkward feeling oh oh so you would just press down on the thing? basically you would be holding a fork a similar way as you usually would yeah but the prongs would be up while you're sticking it into like a steak or something no 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 that that's i mean please uh, are are people doing this i i, <laughs> I hope not i've never i hope not i never considered this I, i'm i'm tilting pretty hard right now i i thought it would there was only one way i think there is i, I would like if, if someone does it the other way please let us know yeah uh, next question at Katie Banks zero one. Can you rank the backup slash handcuffs who you most want on your bench? Is Chase Edmonds moving up, and did Latavius Murray retire? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, Chase Edmonds, yes. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Murray, some people say, well, Murray, Murray's nothing. Murray was never going to be anything. I mean, the Drew Brees injury kind of 
Yeah, it derailed things. It had a little bit of an effect there. The the the, the concept that he was going to eat into Alvin Kamara's workload was was not really what the argument was for Latavius Murray. Well, you were always you were you were hoping that he could take the Mark Ingram role, but Kamara, I mean, Kamara can easily see what he's typically seen from a from a target share and a rushing share standpoint, and things not change all that much. I mean, I think Latavius Murray was fine process if you drafted him, but I I, I would he's still just a handcuff right now more than anything else. I think other handcuffs, Chase Edmonds should be added this week, especially with David Johnson's mm-hmm. back injury, uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, Rashad Penny, maybe, uh, even though he's kind of like borderline, uh, even, you know, he's probably not even on your waiver wire, Malcolm Brown, an obvious one, um, Gus Edwards, probably. So those are the, those are the kinds of players that there's really not many that I would feel comfortable or think, see as worthwhile ads, uh, as handcuffs. Also maybe find out who's next on the depth chart, uh, in the giants backfield and get that person. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, next question at TTE seven, two, zero. What do you guys do all day that you don't start the podcast till almost 5 PM? And then he followed this up by saying, I realize that may come off as way more confrontational than I intended. (laughs) What's the pre-show routine? Like I hear podcasters are very superstitious and must stick to the hashtag process. So just so you guys know, this is not our like full-time jobs. Like this is our hobby that we've done on the side. Uh, I, I have my job and Denny has his job that we do every single day. Right. Yeah. I, I, this is a post kids bedtime situation uh, right. for, for us. And um, yeah, so I, I, I work uh, during the day doing various writing and editing uh, projects and activities. And um, I sound like I'm in preschool, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, and then JJ has, does the number fire. Uh, thing and and at the end of the day we get together after all of our kids are in bed and we've had dinner presumably unless you're a maniac JJ and you haven't eaten by now. No, I've eaten. Uh, I've good. Eaten. Yeah, thank God. Um, uh, and then and then we do the podcast. Yeah, so we're not. Um, you know, living the stream is 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 not our career now. If you would like it to be our career, then <laughs> all of you would need to become patrons. So you know that, that, that and, and then and then we could do a podcast every day. Yeah, oh, we would do multiple podcasts a day. Yeah. It'd be easy. Uh, next question, at FF Take Machine. The Cowboys have become more analytically driven this season, throwing more on first down, using more play action, throwing down the field, etc. and now they're underperforming than the run-first Cowboys. My friends are using it to say running the ball is good. Please help. Guys, the Dallas Cowboys, let, turn this on right now for your friends. The Dallas Cowboys right now are first in the NFL in yards per drive, and they're second in the NFL behind the Chiefs, according to Number Fire's expected points model and adjusted expected points. The Cowboys' offense is arguably the best in the league right now. Yeah, I, I don't know what more. Like, what, if you think that if your friends think that that has to do with running the football, your friends are awful at understanding football. It's just, it's just this weird obsession. With thinking that running is winning. It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, it is unreal. People every week are sending out, to, people with large followings yeah. are sending out tweets showing the correlation causation issue that we always talk about with, you know, running the ball a lot whenever you're leading, yada, yada, yada. And it's, it's, it's mind numbing. 
I every time I see that from a large account from you know from like a large ESPN account or something where they're they're like teams that rushed the ball for over 100 yards were eight and one last week, and I always want to respond with something like uh, extremely like way too young for me like this ain't this, this ain't it chief yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right because this is this is like basic like I. I remember hearing those, those sort of stats when I was uh, like a teenager and being like, oh, wow. Right. So you just have to run. Yeah, like, just pound the rock. Yeah. When I was a Dolphins fan and Ricky Williams would only get the ball 12 times in a 49 to 7 loss, I would say, well, <laughs> what do you expect? You know, you right. didn't give Ricky Williams the ball 30 times. Right. It, it's it's mind blowing. And the other thing, too, it's it's the most basic thing to ever to, to think about. Just take a step back, and when you look at rushing versus passing, what is the average outcome on a traditional drop back, yardage-wise, okay? Ask yourself what yards per attempt is across the league, and then look at the yards per carry across the league. Yards per attempt and yards per drop back is significantly higher for almost every team every year, or all the time, right? Expected points-wise, a running back rush versus a quarterback drop back, mm-hmm. uh, there are only maybe two teams in the league every year that would have benefited from running the ball more than they threw it. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, so share this information with your friends, dear listener, and then say, I suggest you let that marinate. That, right, right. There you go. Next question, at Sad Melander, why do all fantasy analysts only talk about rushing quarterbacks as, quote, Adding points with their legs. It's always, always with their legs. <laughs> they never just say, oh, he also gets points by rushing. Why? Look, I say with his legs all the time. It's just a, it's a, it's a different, when you're saying things and you're, and you're repeating, uh, yeah. phrasing over and over, you want to change things up. So it's more entertaining and interesting. Yeah. I mean, we, we write a lot, you know, a lot of the same things every week and it's nice to, instead of saying, uh, adding points, on rushing yards or with rushing yards, it's like via the ground game with his legs. Like, yeah, I mean, I, yes, I am aware that on passing plays, the quarterback also uses his legs, but uh, it is, sure. it's a phrase and I will not apologize for using it. Yeah. Uh, next question at Clouch Potato. What's worse, 2019 Stefan Diggs or Candy Corn? <laughs> it's, it's close. Yeah, uh, it, it is close. We have another candy corn question, I think, coming up. So, so we'll get to it there. Can I? Can you remind me? I forget. Am I supposed to hate or love candy corn? Well, what do you? What? How do you feel? Uh, I <laughs> it's mean, not how you're supposed to feel. It's how you actually. No, feel. I, but I can't remember the shtick. I, you know, and I, and I, <laughs> I, 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 I meant to look it up the other day just to see which side I fell on. I think I fell on it that it's good. But here, you know, I mean, my my take on candy corn is actually like. Like it's okay, like one or two, but you know, yes, yeah, it's disgusting after a few. This is the proper take that no one talks about. No one gives this nuance, right? Yeah, it's always candy corn is trash. I need to tweet about it and be like everyone else, or candy corn is great, and I need to be a contrarian yeah. so that people pay attention to me. But really, the real answer, the true answer, lies in the middle, where it's fine to have three pieces of candy corn, two pieces of candy corn, but that's it. You can't have more or else your insides begin to reject you. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's just pure sugar. It's disgusting. Your Uh, throat feels awful after, after more than that. It's just a a horrible experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
yeah, so I've gone from a candy corn radical to a candy corn centrist. Um, and I think it, it just it just has to do with the Patreon money. You know, I mean, the, the money yeah, right, has mellowed right. me out, I think. Right, right. Next question, at Joff, what Joff? At Josh underscore HHF. Uh, what would be your thoughts on a league where instead of facing one owner every week, you face all owners? Each win and loss contributes to record to determine playoff seating. Playoffs are still normal head-to-head. Um, so... Uh, and then he says, see Patreon, Patreon post for manifesto. So I play in a league like this. Uh, Mike Clay's going deep format. Um, you, you do an all play. Uh, I, I think that apex is great because you get to play the average every week. So it gives you some semblance of that. But if you want to do an all play, I'm, I'm for it. I think it's a lot more fair than just doing a traditional head to head, especially if your playoff structure doesn't allow the most points not in or some sort of points uh, spot in the playoffs because otherwise it, a lot of it is just then driven by luck or at least more so by luck. Yeah. The, the points, uh, or the, or the best teams will more likely emerge, uh, at the end, which is always nice that you're not going to have some like really garbage team, uh, sneak into the playoffs. And then those players come alive and the really bad team wins the, wins the championship. So that's the way you do it. But, but I think that there is an appeal for head to head matchups. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, the the people who are like, oh, let's just play in points leagues and and all. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun to have head to head matchups. Like, like it, it's fine to have some piece of luck. And not only that, but the the reason I do like the all play a little bit more is because in your points four column, you could have a blow up week, and that doesn't show consistency, right? Right. You can have a couple blow up weeks, and then all of a sudden you rank really high in points scored. But but with the in all play. It's more of like looking at like success rate for a running back, right? Where it's more binary. It, it, it's it's a one week thing. It doesn't show points, so you can't skew the results really. Um, so I think that's why the all play makes makes more sense. Yeah. Um, next question. This is from at Fitz underscore eight four three. The Atlanta Falcons throw the ball a lot, yet they're one in four. Surely those two facts are unrelated. And then he put ducks in asterisks. Uh, the the Falcons, by the way, guys. They've run the most plays in football offensively while trailing. Right. If you think that if you think that has to do with their offense only, then you haven't watched the Atlanta Falcons this year. They've thrown like 220 times uh, through five games. Right. I mean, it's it's just it's just crazy. They've they've completely abandoned the run, which you know is not the worst thing for fantasy purposes. No, it's been good for fantasy. Uh, next question at FF Tyler. Oh, thoughts on going apple picking as a family activity. My wife is making me go this Saturday with our five month old baby. I think it's just an Instagram scam. I told her it's cheaper to buy them from a grocery store and they pick them for us. We don't, we, we don't even eat apples. I need motivation or ammo. Look, I, I I'm gonna say I think it's good to get out with your family. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's a nice little nice little uh, Saturday afternoon with the family. Uh, you know, yeah, you're just you're out in nature. It's it's right. great. Yeah, just you go go apple take picking. Take a deep breath. Yeah, go to Home Depot. It's a a nice little family thing. But but I you know I will say if you if you don't eat apples, um, I don't really know what you're gonna do with all the picked apples that you end up with. But we'll but that's that's neither here nor there. Just enjoy the experience. Right. I, I agree. So sorry we couldn't help you out, Tyler. You're going to go apple picking this oh, weekend. Yeah. Next question, at Eric Belair. So after you're done pooping at home, there's only two sheets left on the roll. Do you replace the roll or leave it as is for the next pooper? 
here, here's the, the the move is to mm-hmm. leave it but get the next roll and set it like on top of the toilet or something we have one of those contraptions in every um bathroom where there are several rolls contained underneath the current roll yeah and so that's never really an issue yeah so you can leave it then but you know if you're it's kind of i mean it's rude to leave it with nothing well i mean mean, there's something there or with two with two two sheets what was two sheets gonna do when are when are when when is big toilet paper gonna change the criteria for for a square well, because no one uses one square. I mean, it depends. I mean, some, some uh, you know, some toilet paper is like so thick, like the one that they make with the, the bears wiping their ass. What's that called? Charmin? <laughs> Charmin? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you can actually get something done with that. But but like a regular one? No, no way. Oh, no. Some of them, some of them are like, you know, whenever you get like a bad... Uh, when you get like bad uh, paper towels and you and you, you try to you try to start it off, you know, and it's like hard to find find the crease, yeah. and then you start to pull it, and then you realize that you you somehow split the piece of of paper towel in half. That's right. And you only have this really thin piece of paper towel. That's what the bad toilet paper. Is oh like. my god, you're right. Oh, that's the that is the, so the frustrating. Oh my god. The worst. Next question at CD Carter sixty nine. If either of you were to run for president, what would your campaign slogan be? I mean, I think it's got to be "You could do worse," right? Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, can, I mean, candidates have have actually run on that platform. You know, yeah. I mean, people yeah, have, <laughs> definitely have. People there, there have been recent candidates that have run being saying, um, "Well, I'm definitely not worse than the other person." You're right. You know, right. and and that's I mean, the 2000 uh, presidential race with two two guys saying I'm not I'm not as bad as the other dude. Yeah. You know, which was an amazing an amazing uh, milk toast vanilla uh campaign, but yeah, I think that would have to be ours. Yeah. Uh this next question is from at Tyler Strong 95. I have a dishwasher but only use it as a glorified drying rack because I prefer washing dishes by hand. Am I canceled? Oh, yeah, you're canceled. That, wait, 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 why would you have that and not use it? A, a, a drying rack? This is what you're using it for? You have a machine that will do your dishes for you. I mean, this is like, um, you know, this is like the, the, the Jetsons turning off their robot maid and just throwing laundry over it. Yeah, right. I I will say though the the question becomes, Denny. I'm assuming you have a dishwasher. I do. Okay. Do you wipe the the dishes a little bit, like like rinse them before you? Yeah. Like do you, do you rinse them before you put them in the dishwasher? Yeah. Well, the the nightmare is that you're just putting them in there with food all over the place. And then it gets clogged, and a clogged dishwasher can be a total disaster. Yeah, it's happened. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the absolute worst. And so I actually clean the dishes kind of thoroughly before I put them in the dishwasher because under no circumstance will I allow food to clog that drain. No way. The dra- drain cloggage is has been probably the worst thing that I've had to deal with as a homeowner so far. Oh yeah, in the what does it happen to you in the shower? Uh, no, it hasn't happened to me there, but the, the food it's happened with food, uh, before in the, in the garbage disposal. And it's happened once with, uh, with, 
the dishwasher. Oh god, the dishwasher. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's that's something. You know, here, okay, here's a, here's a thing about me that that maybe listeners didn't know. So I lived with my parents. It, well, I, I I lived in an apartment that happened to be under my parents' house in their basement, um, <laughs> un, until <laughs> until it was the best price I could find um, uh, until I was married. Okay, at at twenty five. Okay, so until that point, I had never done dishes. Ever. Wow. Because Mom Carter would never let her boys do dishes. So did you did you live in an apartment in college, or did you live at home? I lived at home in college. Okay. okay yeah, I gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So I was completely sheltered from what it was like to actually run a house. So when I got married and moved in to the townhouse with with my estranged wife now, it, um, doing stuff like the dishes was mind blowing to me. Like I I used to actually just put dishes of food in the dishwasher, and wow, and I didn't know I didn't know so. So, you know, parents, uh, make sure your boys aren't like me <laughs> when, when they grow up. Don't raise don't raise them to not know anything about how to take care of themselves in a house or take care of a house, uh, uh, because that that was uh, that was quite the, the culture shock, I will say. Yeah. Uh, this next question says it's from at Jake Break Baller. What is your take on same side couples? Is this the norm or is this just a high T power play on the guy's part? What, what is it? What is it? I, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming same side uh, couples means that they like eat on the same side uh, oh. at restaurants and stuff. Oh, 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 oh like oh, in oh. booths. Yeah. I'm assuming I, I, this is this, we could be completely off base here, but this is my guess. I think that's a good guess. Um, my take is that sometimes it's necessary. Okay. And in a, in a loud restaurant um, where the table is kind of big and you would basically be like in the situation where like Batman was in in Batman one uh, with 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 uh, with his love interest uh, where they're shouting across the table. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're in that position, you'd much rather just be sitting next to each other in a booth, even if it means side to side. I will take the side to side over having to scream over in, in a loud restaurant across the table. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair take. I, I, I don't actively sit on the same no. side, but but I think that that's a fair take. It, it, no, it's not, it's, it's not the preference. It, it, and it, if it is the preference, then you need to get a room. That's right. That's it. right. Uh, this we'll just end uh, on this one from at shades of Garay, Garay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, it's G A R A Y Garay. Garay. What is the worst Halloween candy and why is it candy corn? Okay, is it candy corn? Is, is that first of all? I don't even think that's really a Halloween candy. Like it is, but I always think of Halloween candy as like what you get when you're trick or treating. And rarely do you get like a packet of candy corn. Yeah, I no, no, you you don't you don't get that. I, I you know what I I have gotten uh in, in my uh, trick or treat basket or whatever is mints. Ooh, like you mean like 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 the the red and white peppermints? Yes, like the, yeah, like peppermints. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, the worst. Is, it's hugely insulting. Like they're they're fine, but not as Halloween candy. And not when you're a kid. I, I and not when you're a kid, especially. Correct. Right. Oh God. Just I a... used to hate. I used to despise almond joys. <gasps> when, did... when I was when I was growing. God, up. you're a monster. Wait, wait. Do you like it now? 
Yeah, I'll eat them now. I mean, I don't really eat. I, I don't remember the last time I like just sat down and just like looked at Halloween because my my daughter hasn't really trick or treated yeah. yet, right? Right, right. Um, can I tell you the last time I ate an almond joy? Last night. Uh, approximately 18 minutes before we started recording. This <laughs> really? Podcast. So you're an almond joy truther. <laughs> well, here's the thing. My wife already bought uh, all the Halloween candy, so it's just sitting around, and uh, I can't resist. I cannot resist an almond joy. I love them. Wow, that's that's not surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love chocolate, so anything that covers up the chocolate taste, I'm into. You don't love chocolate? Do you like do you like Reese's peanut butter cups? I I do. Yes, I do because yes, because there's some there's another taste in there besides chocolate. So yeah. Okay, so do you do you hate like Three Musketeers? Yeah, no, 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 three musketeers, no. Uh, okay. Twix. But then like, like, like Twix or Snickers, you're okay with. Twix, I'm good. Uh, I don't know about Snickers. I do uh, laugh hysterically every time the Snickers tries to sell itself as a meal replacement. Oh my god, yeah. Like, who is eating a Snickers as a as lunch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, like, what's in there? It's like there's two peanuts in there. That that's that's what would fill you up. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I uh, I'm not a big caramel person, so I can't. I can't do like Snickers that much. Yeah, I know. We 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 do. You know what? I I'm gonna dedicate a whole podcast to breaking down Halloween candy later this month. I will do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, but I I I think Reese's peanut butter cups are like the goat. Chocolate and peanut butter are so good. Yeah, yeah. They're it's that's kind of undefeated. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for the questions, though, Denny. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, at CD Carter 13 and my kicker column is up on the Patreon page. You can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. I have my other podcast, the Late Round Podcast, that I do four times a week, but obviously this one, too, that I enjoy uh, doing with, with Dennis Carter. Denny, are you ready to get some milkshakes? But first, the tilt montage. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you next week. One forty-nine p.m. in the only legitimate time zone, the Eastern Time Zone. And I am not watching the game. In fact, I am getting the battery replaced in uh, my estranged wife's Kia van. The battery has died several times over the past few weeks, so it was time, and of course, the only time to do this would be 1 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. So I have taken this fine motor vehicle to get the battery replaced while I check my mentions. People absolutely eviscerating me over Mike Nugent missing a an extra point. Obviously, Nugent is not long for this world. He definitely won't be the Patriots kicker next week. So, owned again. Nevertheless, I will say that walking around the parking lot of an advanced auto parts store in suburban Maryland is actually kind of less tilting than sitting in front of a TV uh, watching all of your best laid plans go to absolute shit so there is that there is that aspect I did check a minute ago 
I checked my DraftKings lineups and I'm not sure if the DraftKings site is down or whatever, but Mike Evans has zero catches, so it's got to be something wrong with that. I'm tilting. 158 in the Eastern Time Zone and I'm sitting in my car as the battery is replaced and I see that the Eagles defense has scored a touchdown which is a great sigh of relief on my part because I was enraged by a question this week about should I play the Eagles defense again or over the streamers or over this option or over that and the answer I thought was a resounding yes and then the more I thought about it the more you know I'm, I'm thinking well if everyone has reservations about playing Philly's defense then maybe I should I'm Ron Burgundy but no I I thought that they were really really good play I mean the Jets had Sam Darnold take all the snaps this week in practice and then we're like hey Luke Falk you're you're in man like I hope your I hope your tea is high today because you're playing I know you haven't you haven't been practicing at all with the first team but you know go ahead go ahead out there and, and do what you do I mean I know the Eagles defense is not good but geez Anyway, sorry if you're owned. I'm tilting. 2.10 Eastern Time, and I'm on my way back from having the battery installed, and I have to say that I feel just terrible about having no cash on me uh, with which to tip the nice young kid who installed the battery. feel feel off. I, I mean, I almost want to drive all the way home and then all the way back uh, to give him a tip. I feel like this is a betrayal of working people everywhere. And the kid was so nice when I when I told him. I said, "I'm I'm really sorry, but I I don't have any cash." And I said, "Can I tip you on a credit card or something?" And the kid said. Don't worry, sir. It's the thought that counts. Like some character out of a, a 1950s show. You know, leave it the freaking beaver or something. And I actually said, well, it's not really the thought that counts. It's the, it's the money. It's the money counts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I appreciate your attitude. It's, it's really... Very uh, polite of you, but uh, the thought, my thought about giving you money for your work uh, actually doesn't amount to anything. It it doesn't it doesn't count at all, at all, at all. So, oh man, I'm tilting. Two fifty-seven in Eastern Time Zone, and uh, I've never quite seen anything like this Hollywood Brown injury watch that's happening today. No one seems to quite know what he injured. But I've seen, I don't know, 
20 updates about where Brown is and what he's doing, either on the sideline or in the Ravens locker room. So, you know, you're on Twitter and you just see this constant stream of, of update of Hollywood Brown updates. Hollywood Brown holding his helmet on the sideline, going back to the blue medical tent, jogging to the locker room gingerly, coming back not as gingerly, running on the sideline. Now he's just standing there. Now Hollywood Brown is picking his nose. He seems to have gotten a medium-sized booger. He flicks it away. Still not in the game. Is he gonna? Is anybody gonna tell us if he's gonna re-enter the game? Are, are, are we gonna know, or are we gonna have to do this song and dance for for another ninety minutes of of uh, tracking every conceivable move by Hollywood Brown? But not knowing, you know, if he's actually going to re-enter the game. I, I need to know. I want to know. And I, and, and I don't care if he's holding his helmet or not. I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. Football info. Check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.